Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Oilers Now, private location, Rogers Place in Ice District. Oilers Now, our guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. We head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline and welcome back to the show for, uh, I believe, his fifth consecutive season doing the show. Uh, Sportsnet color analyst. He works on NHL Hockey and Rogers Oilers broadcasts. Louis DeBrusque. Hello, Louis. How you doing? Hey, Bobby. What's going on, buddy? Oh, you know, just high above the uh, up on the eighth floor in the Rogers Place, a level that you're you're never at because you've got better sight lines where you get to call the games from. We're back at it, Louis. It's going to be awesome. How you doing? Yeah, looking forward to it. You know what? It's always an exciting time of year. It's always kind of a fresh start for, for everybody involved, and it'll be interesting. You know, it's always that kind of time of year. You come to camp, you're watching to see who's going to break out, who's going to have that, you know, training camp that forces a hand to put them on the team, potentially. Uh, veteran players coming back, trying to work on their game from the previous years to be better every year, which, you know, led by Connor McDavid, who seems to work on his game every day. It just, it just sets the the template for everybody else coming in to make sure that game's at an elevated level and this is an exciting team right now that uh, we get to talk about on a regular basis. Yeah, uh, Louis, uh, now I mean you have a little bit different perspective with all this because your son Jake um, uh, obviously plays for the Boston Bruins and he's had an interesting offseason especially with Bruce Cassidy uh, you know, uh, being relieved of his duties in Boston and I know that Jake has rescinded his trade offer there. How excited was Jake about the start of the uh, uh, the new opportunity with Boston under uh, a, a different head coach? Just hang on, we lost Louie here. Yeah, I think he's on the road right now, so we're going to have to call him back. All right, uh, we'll work on that for you. Uh, Louis DeBrusque uh, currently driving parts unknown. We might have even got him in the States, to be honest with you. Uh, Brendan will just give me the go-ahead. Keep the text coming. Um... <laughs> Roland is a smart guy. We're going to talk about this coming up with John Shannon at 105 today. The story that appeared in the New York Post involving Bally Sports and basically how much is the fight on inflation in the U.S. and Canada going to be to reduce NHL revenues over the next two years? That one comes to us from Roland, especially at the Bally Sports stuff. Do we have Louie again, uh, Brendan? Is that good? Yeah, you're good. All right. Let's give Louie a shot. Louie, how excited is Jake DeBrusque about having a new coach to play for in Boston? 
He is very excited. You know, he's excited about a couple guys coming back too, especially Krejci, who he's had some great chemistry with over the years and is a good friend. So it's a little bit of a reunion in that sense. He was gone for a year. That's exciting. But uh, again, like any other player coming at any camp right now, you're always trying to impress. You're always trying to improve. And Jake's no different. He's excited about getting in there and trying to work on his previous years and be better each and every year. All right, Louie, uh, we're going to put you on the spot here. Uh, you are the Oilers television color analyst uh, working, I don't know, what, what you did last year, 80 of the 82 regular season games, whatever it was. Bottom line here, what do you see as the biggest storylines heading into training camp and early into the preseason for the Edmonton Oilers? Well, you know, I think just how they follow up on that season. I think it was a real big step, and I know we've talked about that in the past. And, you know, I know in their eyes they probably don't look at it as much that way because it's still a defeat. They did get to the Final Four, but when you lose, you lose. And I know that the ultimate goal is to win the Stanley Cup, and that's the goal that it should be. But from my perspective and our perspective from the outside looking in, this is a team that's trending in the right direction, and that's – that's such a positive. It's such a positive feeling around Team One, especially the core players that have been there for a long time understand that and know that. They have a support cast now around them with some guys they brought in, guys like Zach Hyman, Evander Kane came in, had a terrific end of the season last year in the playoffs, re-signed. It was a big signing back. They go get a goaltender, um, Jack Campbell. And I, I just think that, you know what, that these are all question marks heading into the season, but they're exciting question marks to see where they fit in, how they play, and how they start to play as an Edmonton owner for the first time. Um, to me, that's always the special thing. But again, I always look at the young guys and just see, I know Ken Holland's talked about it a lot. They, they're expecting pressure from internal competition. They're expecting some young guys to come up and make it very difficult. And let's, let's, we always love to see guys come in and just break onto the scene because you, they can't be denied. It doesn't happen that often, but when it does, it's special. From NHL Hockey and Rogers, Louis DeBrus joining us in the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place. So look, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle, they're Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle. They're the two top highest scoring players in the National Hockey League over the last five seasons. Now they've added Kane and Hyman uh, and they've got R&H. Louis, I'm going to read you the lines. McDavid with Kane and Yamamoto, Dreisettle with Hyman and Poliarvi, McLeod, who signed this morning, with Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the left side and Warren Fogle left wing playing the right wing. Uh, what strikes you as the most interesting part of that? Pogliarvi with Drysettle and Hyman, Fogle playing right wing, RNH playing left wing, or McLeod at third line center? RNH playing left. Yeah. He's a great left winger, don't get me wrong. He's playing, you know, him. He's really kind of a spark. Yamamoto when he first came up and had that great run down the stretch and into the end of the season, and I think it really set him up for what's happening now. I think everybody else has kind of slotted where they've been before, so okay, not, no surprise there um, that they start that way. Fogel on the right side, I think he's a player they want to see a little more from and they want to get him going, and I know that he was frustrated with the season last year at times. You know, It just wasn't going his way and the puck wasn't going in for him, but I do believe there's more that I think he believes Did we drop again there with Louie? I wonder if we did. Well, it says he's there. It says he's there? Yeah. This is a tough ride. This has been a tough go so far. Uh, Brendan, work your magic. Okay, I will do my thing. Uh, 
Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Randy says, nice of DeBrus to take two and a half months off the show and come back to work with a potato phone. I don't know. The potato phone? What is a potato phone? I, I don't know. Um, CC has texted us, Bob, why can't Holloway step into a top six role? Every NHL team has won the cup in recent years. One or two multiple young guys surprise. The orders are due for a young guy popping early. I think Holloway compliments dry settles so well with his compete inning and speed. Dry slows it down. Holloway will fly into pucks. What about Kane McDavid and Hi- uh, Yamamoto? Uh, Holloway with Drysaddle and Hyman, McLeod with Nugent Hopkins and JP, and then Derek Ryan centering Yanmark and Fogel. Well, CC, at some point you might actually have those uh, as the uh, lines. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Again, you can text us and say, maybe we can get Louis to pull over into a dead spot just for six minutes if possible. Now, he might not be the guy driving. That might be a bit of the problem right now. But uh, anyhow, you can text us 780 uh, hey, Bob, there were several players in the AHL who had great years. Would the Oilers pat- uh, pursue a trade for JP or Ryan or Fogel? They might uh, hit on a good one who is uh, on the way up. Uh, Griffiths had a, a, a good season last year. I think Seth Griffith is like an organizational number 15-16 forward. Uh, I think at this stage of the game with Fogel, he's got to bounce back. Otherwise, you're going to have to give up an asset uh, to move him. And in Pugliarvi's case, I don't think you can get the asset you're looking for for a former fourth overall pick. So time will tell in that regard. We're going to give it another shot here with Louis. Uh, Louis, we were just talking about you. You were hitting very quickly on yes of Pugliarvi. Get to it. Go ahead. No, I just felt that he was in that position. I was talking more about Fogel, so I don't know where I got cut off. So I'm in a very rural area here in uh I guess, uh, northwestern Alberta. But um, I just feel that for Fogel, they want to try and get him going. That's where he should be slotted on this team, is in my opinion, for right now, is on that third line. It could be a really, really effective third line, which makes you such a hard team to match up against. Um, Brian McLeod slipped into that position. I think that is ultimately what he is going to be, is that third line center, potentially even better maybe down the road. But he played very well for the team last year, and they want to give him a look in that spot. And he's got a veteran centerman of Ryan Newton Hopkins on his flank that can step in there, be the first back, take the center position. Fogel was the one that I was talking about, and being on the right side, I feel he can protect the puck a little better, driving the puck to the net from that right side on the backhand. And that's where he's playing to his strengths, and that's where I think he's going to get you a little more often this year. Had a great start. You know, he came out very, very aggressive at the start of the year. Sometimes with confidence, it just starts to wear on you a bit, and it's hard to find it, but... You know, I think they're hoping he can find that and so is he get back to that uh, consistent play that he's known for. Uh, everybody had an opinion on Jake Furtanen getting a PTO with the Edmonton Oilers. Mine is simple, Louis. Uh, number one, he was found not guilty in the court. Number two, I think he's going to be hard-pressed to make the Edmonton Oilers hockey club. Uh, but the upside is there that he could perhaps uh, be a, a good support player. He He's had years where he's led the Canucks in hitting and that sort of thing. Give me your take on Jake Vertanen. Um, I, I agree with you. I agree with everything you said. And I do believe there is potential there. And I think there's a lot of potential there. There always has been with Jake. Um, I'll, I'll say this. You know what? Back in the day when this team was winning cups, when they were a dynasty, there was a general manager back then that wasn't afraid to go out there and give guys a second chance. And that was Glenn Sabre. And he would bring guys in. He would bring them into the team. They would blend in. And he felt it was an opportunity for them to prove to the world that this is what I am. And that's exactly what I believe is happening here with Jake Bertan. It's an opportunity for him to come in and show the world what he is on and off the ice. And I just, you know what? 
like you said, he went through the proceedings with the law. He's looking for an opportunity, and Ken Holland's going to give him that opportunity on a PTO. This isn't a contract. He's got to come in here and win a job on a very difficult team to win a job on. But there's no question there is a player there that potentially could do that. Are you, I mean, Vertanen does bring a little bit of a physical impetus. We know that Darnell Nurse is not afraid to step up. Evander Kane is a guy that uh, provides edge in the top six. Is there a window or a mechanism for Marcus Niemelainen to make his team and give Edmonton something a little bit different on the defense? Well, you know what? I hope so, because he sure is fun watching, isn't he? Because <laughs> he just runs over people and he never, never, ever turns away from a hit, which I think was very, very needed down the stretch for the Oilers when they were a little banged up and he came up. He provided some stability in that defending of the blue line, of the front of the net. He has that long wingspan. I know Dave Manson speaks very highly of him. He's made some great progress down in the American Hockey League. Um, and we saw a taste of it. We saw a taste of what he can bring to the table. That is an element that the Oilers don't have. So there's no question if he continues to work on his skills and he continues to work on his skating and just processing a little bit, if the size is there, the aggression is there, physicality I think that uh, if the other stuff comes along then there's no question he could step in there and maybe win a spot. From parts unknown in northwest Alberta we are joined by Louis DeBrusque one final one for Louis and it pertains to your day like uh, we were just at the rookie tournament Louis and Penticton there might have been a fight every second game it wasn't what it used to be like back when you played how much of a circus was it in those rookie games, uh, you know, when you're at the Rangers organization playing the Islanders and that sort of thing? It was. You know what? And I think it just came down to guys that played that type of a role like myself or if you were a physical guy trying to make a name for yourself. You went out there and you could always find, you know, a dance partner. That was just the way it was. There was always guys that were looking to do that, looking to impress, looking to be that physical presence and, it was a different time. It really was. Now, I'm not saying it's out of the game. I don't think it'll ever be out of the game because it's a physical game. So even if they were to take fighting out of the game, I do believe there would still be scrums and fights just because sometimes it boils over because this is a competitive, physical, fast, hard game. And you know what? Emotions run pretty hot during the course of a hockey game. So that's what makes them what it is, though. That's the, that's the beauty of the sport is that it's so skilled, so talented, but there's a rough, abrasive edge to it that we all love, too, and I don't think that will ever go away. It's, going, it's getting a little less, but look what happens in the playoffs. It just seems like it gets ratcheted up even more. There's not a lot of fights, but it's physical hockey. It's chippy hockey and also greatly skilled hockey, and we love to watch it. Louie, are you back in town next week? I am, bud. All right, we'll see you then. Thanks for your time. Sounds good. That is Louis DeBrus from NHL Hockey and Rogers. We will tell you that guests on this show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Louis DeBrusque, by the way, is our Oilers now headliner for Will Hawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Will Hawk W I L H A U K today. Who says it's it just might be the best you've ever tasted. It is the best you've ever tasted. Will Hawk Beef Jerky. Search for uh, Will Hawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. They've got three locations in the Edmonton region for you. We'll take a quick timeout. It's 1248 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. It is 12.51. We're going to bring aboard Brendan Escott back at the 630 Chet Studios. The Oilers Group 2 is now moved. Um uh, from the uh, main ice here at Rogers Place 
uh, over to the downtown community arena. Brendan, first of all, let's get your thoughts. Ryan McLeod, a one-year deal, $798,000. Well, it's less than the qualifying offer, right? So that tells me right there the player is doing things in the best interest, at least on this deal. In, in the best interest of the team. And uh, what, more, what more could you ask for from anybody that wants to be a part of this? But, you know, bigger picture to me, Bob, everybody that's here right now is here because they think this team is very, very close to a Stanley Cup. So we're seeing people like Ryan Murray take less money, like Evander Kane take less money, and now Ryan McLeod, even a homegrown talent, saying, okay. Now, that being said, I do agree wholeheartedly. The Oilers are going to have to scratch his back a little later down the road because he's just done that for them so they can have a little bit of something right now. You can text us at 780-496-0063, the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Brendan, we get the lines. McDavid with Kane and Yamamoto. Drysaddle with Hyman and Pugliarvi. McLeod with RNH and left wing and Warren Fogle on right wing. Your thoughts. I mean, it's not exactly what I projected it to be. Me but. neither. <laughs> hey, I, I'm willing to watch whatever unfold here at training camp. I'm willing to watch the top players elevate, uh, especially the right wing situation, which I think is very much in flux, as we all know. So whoever ends up you know, really prevailing is the top line right wing. And I hope it's not Zach Hyman for the sake of the depth of the rest of the roster. I hope that it doesn't have to be Zach Hyman playing first line right wing. And so if Poyar is uh, able to win that job out of camp that's fantastic and, and let's see what everybody can do here over the next week or so alright you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 1253 let's bang some off Benny Botts has texted the show to say Bob how realistic is the trade before game one also is Niemelainen going to have to learn how to fight when he's playing that physical uh, you know what? That's a great question about is I think at some point when you're blowing guys up on the ice, you're going to have to drop the gloves. So that's a fair question to ask many bots. And, uh, you know, they do have Dave Manson on the coaching staff. And as I recall, Dave was fairly proficient in that regard. In terms of how realistic is a trade, I, I think there's a 20% chance a trade could be made. Absolutely. Logic dictates that uh, that would make sense. Uh, IMAX says, Bob, was Louie in a tree stand? Little out-of-season practice. Uh, I was going to suggest he might have been driving to the tree stand. Not sure he was there. Dave in Lamont has texted us to say, Jesse has had quite a few chances on the top or second line. He wanted to leave two times already. Time to cut him loose. If Ken Holland expects to get a first-round pick for him, he's going to wait a long time. That one comes to us from Dave. I don't even think, I don't even think, in all honesty, that they could get a second, uh, you know, pick of the top 50 at this stage for the... Uh, uh, for yes, a Poliarvi. A request on the lines. Bob, can you uh, read off the lines again? All right, I'm going to combine the two groups together. McDavid with Kane and Yamamoto. Dry Settle with Hyman and Poliarvi. McLeod was with RH and Fogel. Devin Shore centering Matthias Yanmark and Derek Ryan. Brad Malone between Holloway and Vertanen. McKaig with a pair of first rounders. Schaefer and Borgo. Noel Phillip at center. Between James Hamlin and Chason and Petrov. And then it was Esposito with Benson and Griffith. Those were your lines that were on the ice today. The D pairings that we saw today. Uh, 
Nurse with Warner, CC out with an injury, Kulak and Bouchard, Broberg and Barry, Murray and Samarukov, Niemalainen and Demers, who, like Jake Vertanen, is in on a PTO, Caldas and Camp, Peters and Kessel ring, and then uh, Keel. But I mentioned the fact that uh, Cody CC out also. Slater Cuckoo uh, is currently out uh, dealing with a mental health issue. Campbell and Skinner are the expected battery and goal this year. Pickard, Fanti, and Rodrigue are the other uh, goaltenders. The Oilers have five goaltenders under contract. Um, keep it coming at 780-496-0063. Bob, I like Ryan McLeod on Ryan Nugent Hopkins' line as he will shelter him on his weak side, uh, draw McLeod uh, closer to 50% in uh, the draws for his career, while Nugent Hopkins is closer to 40. Uh, and again, we'll have to wait and see to see where it's at. Bob, if the orders go 11-7, and seven, would they use Nima Linen in some games instead of Ryan Murray? Uh, well, I think Nima Linen's got to beat up Broberg. That's, you know, I don't know how realistic that's going to be. Haji. Did we read this one yesterday? I think he's texting. Nah, maybe I didn't. Why do you insist that Jake Furtanen is so hard-pressed to make the orders? Ken Holland is obviously looking to add elements to his team that internal options uh, can't provide. Vertanen won't be competing against the skill players for the fourth-line assignment. It's the physicality Vertanen can provide, which may give him an edge in camp. Holland surely has other options for PTOs, but most of those players would be parallel to the skill already on the Oilers roster. Haji, I stand by my comment. I think Vertanen is going to be hard-pressed to make the team. Uh, So we have a slight disagreement there. Everything else in your text, I agree with. Vertanen does have a skill set the Oilers are lacking. It's the physicality. And it's part of the reason why the Oilers didn't add other players that were maybe skilled in on PTOs because he's already got abundance of that. I mean, how do you sit there and look at a a player and say, well, if you come into Edmonton, you're going to play in the top six and you're going to play in the power play. That's not happening. So you make a valid uh, point. I still think it's going to be hard for Jake Vertanen to make the Edmonton Oilers. Again, it is now 12.58 in Edmonton. I think um, Jordan wants to know, hey, Bob, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, what happened to Josh Archibald? Sign with the Pittsburgh Penguins. We are going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back, uh, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling, John Shannon.